This time on Past Deadline, a roundup of this week's features in a conversation with staff reporter Teresa Holmesy about a discovery she made while writing this week's crime log. I'm your host, podcast editor Ben Ackley, and this is Past Deadline. Here are some of this week's most exciting feature stories. On August 29th, Napoleon freshman Lauren Albert jumped out of a plane. It was her 32nd time doing so. Read more about her skydiving hobby on cm-life.com. Former Central Michigan student Antoinette Lewis won the 2019-2020 New Venture Competition and with it, brought her new company and a new vending machine to campus. Brown Crown Beauty is a service that provides hair care products to students. Read more about Lewis's goals at cm-life.com. Due to the coronavirus pandemic, Heather Osterley's women's hoops team has been forced to hit the blacktop, holding all of their practices outside. They recently had four practices rained out in a single week. Read about this as well as Osterley's new strategies on recruiting at cm-life.com. In this week's physical edition of CM Life, staff reporter Michaela Coffey goes behind the scenes on the process of recreational marijuana authorization in Mount Pleasant. Now, a bit of a break in character. Something that people might not understand about being a reporter is that there are lots of stories that go untold. Lots of times, you're writing one story and you discover another. That second story might go untold, or you might have to find another way to tell it. Past Deadline hasn't been a tool for that as much as I would have liked it to be in the past, but that's what I'm going to try to do this year. Our main segment today is going to be an exercise in attempting just that. Up next, we're going to be talking to staff reporter Teresa Holmesy about something really interesting she found out when interviewing for this week's crime log. It's something that couldn't be fully told within the crime log, but we're hoping we can do it justice here on the podcast. With that out of the way, up next we'll be talking to staff reporter Teresa Holmesy. I'm here with staff reporter Teresa Holmesy, and we're going to talk about a little something she discovered while writing up this week's crime log. But first, I'm just going to ask her a few questions. Hey, Teresa, thanks for joining me on the podcast. Yes, of course. Hi. First of all, could you just uh, introduce yourself for the people? Okay, so um, as Ben said, I am Teresa Holmesy, and I cover CMUPD for CM Life. All right. So I know that you've just recently started covering CMUPD, but what usually goes into writing a crime log? Um, Every week I meet up with one of the officers and he basically goes through the list of reports they've had and just describes them to me since I can't actually see them myself. Um, So he tells me, gives me a little bit of a recap of the different crimes that have happened in the week. We leave out accidents, so car accident reports and um, student conduct through the university. And we also don't cover any sort of like mental health. Um, But besides that, it's free range, so. Okay, so what have you covered so far? What have you talked about with this officer? Um, I mean, I, like I said, we just do a recap of what happened in the week. And so I've heard, I'm sorry. Um, I've heard uh, a variety of different uh, crimes that happen in a week. And 
generally it's been very interesting to hear what people in Mount Pleasant have been up to, um, including like the university campus. Are you asking for anything specifically? Um, no, just sort of a general yeah. answer. Most every week we usually get um, a couple of drunk driving incidents, a bike robbery, um, like a, a bike larceny. Larceny is the word for it. Um, some assault cases, like just people arguing, um, and they have to respond to that. That's that's those are the three things that I can count on in a week. So, is there anything specific that you enjoy about covering CMU PD? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it is interesting to hear the crimes that happen per week, like the, the, the log, because some of them are just so ridiculous. Um, and I forget that they even happen. Like I'm re he's telling me what's happened in a week and it doesn't even seem real. Like there's these people arguing over like a cell phone um, and then they have to call the cops on it. And it's just like, I just think that's really funny. Um, but also it can be really, uh, it, I don't want to like take away from that because there are some serious things that do happen. So I don't want to make fun of them, but um, I just, so I, I enjoyed that aspect, the, just the ridiculous, you know, petty crimes that happen every single week. It's definitely something to note that a lot of times you're dealing with very serious topics, but what we're going to talk about today is something that's a little on the sillier side, I'd say. Um, so we were talking over lunch and, uh, something very interesting came up from this week's crime log that you weren't really able to fully go into in the story itself. Yes. Um, partly because it's still, they don't give me that much information, um, in when they're giving me the reports, but this is literally my second crime log. I want to make that, um, note, but I've, in the past one, I've noticed that there were a couple of bike larcenies. And usually I thought those were ca those cases were pretty much closed. Like this someone's someone's bike lock got cut or someone didn't lock up their bike and it was taken. And that's that. They said to me, oh, we have like surveillance footage, but it was really blurry. So we don't actually have any suspects. Um, I never thought those crimes ever got solved. Nevertheless, I never thought there were like serial bike thieves. Um, but turns out this is not uncommon. Um, CMUPD has ha broken these, these, um, these bike cartels. Um, and so <laughs> yesterday, um, I learned on September 4th that they were investigating a different incident, one that's still open. Um, and I'm sure I'll hear about it in the coming weeks, but while they were there, um, they noticed this man who was riding a bike the past week. And they, I'm not really sure because the details are very confusing. But anyway, they, they found this guy. He's a 26-year-old male. And in his possession, they found that he was related to five different bike larceny incidents. Um, two of them had happened in the past week. Or no, three of them had happened within the like last couple of weeks. One was stolen outside of Calkins Hall. One was out of Larzelier. The other one, um, the location wasn't specified, but it was also on campus. A an 18-year-old male, his he came back to find his bike missing a wheel. Um, and then those were three from the previous couple of weeks that they found um, in this man's possession. 
and they recovered all of those items. The next two were are a $1,200 bike that has no um, reports tied to it. It's not registered. So they assume it's stolen just because everything else was stolen. Um, but who knows, maybe that's just his bike. Um, they're working on trying to find the owner of it at the moment. And then they also found a bike that was stolen four years ago in 2016, whom surprisingly they were able to reunite with the, the owner of it. She picked it up uh, like last week. Um, well, not last week, it happened September 4th. She picked, she picked it up. She managed to come back and get it. And I want to know more about her and what she's been doing these four years that her bike has been missing um, and whether or not she ever expected to see it again. So that's kind of the, the recap on um, what happened <laughs> this week. And I thought that was really interesting, but it happens uh, surprisingly more often than you would expect. Truly a beautiful story. Yeah. What one might think when they hear that someone has stolen not one bike, but many, is that they're reselling them. But from what you told me yesterday, that's not really the case with this guy. Yeah. Um, I asked the CMUPD, like, naturally, my question is, what was he doing with all of these bikes? Why does this man need four different bikes and then just a wheel, like a tire? Um, and the fact that he's still, like... They told me, I asked them, was he like reselling the parts, like trying to sell the bikes? And um, the officer, he just kind of looked at me and laughed and said, no, I think he was just riding them. And I think that is, um, I mean, I know this man has stolen these bikes, but that is a little bit wholesome um, <laughs> in some ways that he just, he uh, was a collector and um <laughs> He just gets these bikes so he can have them, not not for any sort of like ulterior motive. Um, yeah. So we've had one one happy reuniting of a bike with its its long lost owner, mm -hmm. um, or vice versa. But the the point of this story is, in part, there is a twelve hundred dollar bike out there that that is cold and alone and might be someone. So if you're listening to this and you had your $1,200 bike stolen out from under you, you should give the CMUPD a call. Yes. Um, also, the, the other items were also returned to their owners. So to um, the Calkins and Lars Lear bicyclists have, are now bicyclists again. And um, <laughs> the tire was also returned, which I think I would have loved to see that, just CMUPG handing over um, a bike tire. Yeah, now that kid doesn't yeah. have to ride his uh, makeshift unicycle around anymore. No. I mean, I, I hope he didn't buy a bike tire in the time that his was taken. Because um, oh. <laughs> now he has an extra. <laughs> so, which isn't the worst thing, because... Apparently, there are people out there who will take your tire and just keep it. Yeah, just in case. Just in case, yeah. When you have four bikes, you might you might need an extra tire. So a reminder to everyone, lock up your bikes. Uh, involve the tires in that somehow. Register your bikes hmm. with CMUPD. Because if your bike does get stolen and they find it, they will be able to return it to you. No matter how long ago it was stolen, you will get it back 
if it is found. Um, that's not a guarantee that it will be found, but it is more promising than just never getting your bike back. It's true. It seems like they keep the records for a while since this woman who got her bike back, I don't even think goes to school here anymore. Mm -hmm. So yeah, register your bike, lock your bike up, get the tire involved in there. Um, it's just a little, our little PSA. Yes. Um, that was the lesson that I learned from this, the crime log of this week. Yeah. There's a lesson in every crime log. Um, so speaking of your beat, I guess, and, and stories, I just wanted to ask you before we, we wrapped up, do you have any upcoming stories that you want to talk about? Um, not at the moment, nothing that I want to talk about. Um, when it comes out, it comes out, but you should definitely read the crime logs just so that you know, you know what's happening in the area. Um, if you happen to live nearby or you saw something and you're curious about what that was, it might be, it's probably in the crime log. Um, and yeah, expect more from CMU PD and Mount Pleasant PD in terms of coverage and stories. Um, All right. Yeah, I know you have some cool stuff that's going to eventually be coming out. So mm -hmm. uh, everyone keep your eyes peeled for that. Thank you, Teresa, for taking a little time out of your day and coming on here with me. You're welcome. You've been listening to Past Deadline, a production of the CM Life Podcast Division. Every story referenced in this episode can be found at our website, cm-life.com. To keep up with us, follow us on social media at Central Michigan Life on Instagram, at CM Life on Twitter, or follow the Central Michigan Life Facebook page. I've been your host, podcast editor Ben Ackley, and this has been Past Deadline. Until next week, so long and stay informed.